Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. Recorded live. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Stroke Diva Fabulous Show. I am excited about my guest this evening. We'll be talking to Lissity Collins, and she is a singer and songwriter. And we, she's going to sing for us, and we're just going to have a good time. So, Lissity, welcome to the Stroke Diva Fabulous Show. Thank you so much for having me on. I I am so excited because I really I love music as most of us do. Music kind of soothes the soul, so to speak. And you your music you describe as playfulness of country, emotion of underpinning of soul, lyrics uh, that are like oh, let's see how do you have it? Um, oh and and entry into a stolen diary, which I love that. And so you also have the pinnings of folk. So when I listen to your music, I hear the folk, I hear the the rhythm of rock, I hear all of that. And so kudos for you for getting it started. It's amazing. So tell us about listening. Oh. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be able to um, share what I'm doing and to talk with you and your listeners at this very beginning stage of what I'm doing. Um, That's really special. I think that um, I'm so touched by the people who are starting with me on this journey from this stage and, and understanding what I'm doing, even in my, you know, unproduced, unpolished, um, offerings and uh so we all get to kind of grow together so um so so yeah thanks so i i love folk music i always have and um but i'm i kind of grew up as a classic rock junkie like i just love 60s and 70s rock if you turn on the i've been driving with people in the car and we'll turn on the 60s and 70s rock station and i know every every word to every song by the first note. People have been like, why do you know all this? I'm like, I that's my music. <laughs> so that, and then I also like, you know, I love New England folk and folk rock. So, um, so, uh, so when I started to, to play guitar, um, that was just what naturally came out of me. Now, I've never heard of folk rock before. That's a new one on me. <laughs> yeah, that's the new category for like folk music that's popular. I think I kind of think of what I do as like folk pop to be honest because it you know folk music is lyric based and a lot of storytelling and a little bit more um you know language based. And then but I like songs that you can sing along to. I want I want my songs to get stuck in people's heads. So it kind of I want it wanted to be accessible, so it kind of crosses that line. So I guess the the general category for for that out there is now called folk rock. It's not very rocky though. Folk rock's not all that rocky, and it's not even all that folky. It's a weird category. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something by itself. Now walk us through the the process of what you're thinking, how you write the songs. I know that every artist has a different way of saying, okay, this is. It's not always like this is going to be like a hit. This is kind of when I want to share my soul. This is what I want people to know. And I know you said that like people listen to your music and it's like you're bearing your whole self. Yeah. You know, I had this funny experience. I had a video up on my website. I think it's um I think it's back on there on the feature page on licitycollins.com and um it's a song called Staring at the Dark. And it's actually the first song that I wrote, the first completed song that I wrote. And it's it's just about um, a, a friend that I fell in love with in college. And 
And he had popped back up into my life years later. And I had just gone through that whole emotional whirlwind again and thinking, oh, it's, now we're going to get together. And it's just, it, was, it was just that kind of crazy that we do. And, um, <laughs> right. Anyway, so I wrote a song about it. And when I, you know, I wrote the song, it kind of cleared the issue for me. And I was able to let go and move on. And I put this, the video up on my website and, and somebody wrote me. Uh, and I was so excited. He was so passionate about my music. But at the same time, he was like offering me advice and counsel about like how to get over this issue that I was thinking about. <laughs> and I was like, I'm all, I'm okay. <laughs> so, um, so I think that's the beauty of songs. It's like they're, they're sometimes from the past, but they're always so present. And um, like, you know, one of the songs I'm going to sing you today, it's something I wrote about you know, several months ago, almost a year ago, maybe. And, um, and, uh, and it was about a moment in time. And today, as I was playing it, I realized, oh, this, there's a line in this that really applies to how I felt last week. And so um, that's, what's exciting. You know, you really, I, I just draw on what's going on, you know, and, um, and at the same time, there's, there are just times when a song just kind of shows up, you know, like, I don't take a lot of responsibility for making the songs i just feel like my the skill that i have is to shut up and listen to what is trying to speak to me now i don't think oh i created that i made that i think i sat still long enough to uh for that song to become present to say hey that person is listening like licity is listening right now so i'm gonna tell her all about me and and then take notes, right? Write it down. <laughs> Listen and write it down. <laughs> that, that's that's what I do. And that's interesting. I love that you say you don't take ownership of it because it's just coming through you. And do you say that that's coming through you from spirit or just creation? How do you describe that? Um, I think that, you know, I feel like, these songs are all like roommates, you know, some people describe songs as like their children, but I, I don't, I don't, um, they don't feel young to me in that way. I mean, I'm protective of them, but they're so much more powerful than I am that I wouldn't want to condescend to them in that way. So I, they feel like roommates to me, you know, companions. Um, and so I, I, I feel like music is this, thing that's out there like it's like it's like um, a gas in the air a certain element in the air and and I feel like I just got to a point in my life where um, I was finally able to breathe it in I was finally able to hear it you know I've always I feel like I've tried uh, to do music in different times in my life you know um, in this in this manner but I had to really do a lot of personal development to be ready to be ready for music to choose me. And so I'm just super grateful that um, I get to be part of it. You know, I'm, I'm blown away with what a universal and communicative art form it is. And I think your music is universal. You've played several different instruments and you sang in like the choir at school. What was it about the guitar that really said, to you, okay, I think this is what's really going to show the best out of my music? Oh, that's a really great question. Um, it, I don't, I, and that's one of those things I, again, I can't take responsibility for. Like, I had just moved to this little town in Southern California, and, um, and I had that, right before I moved, I started thinking I was going to write songs. I had, had become obsessed with documentaries about bands and the creative process. Like I love documentaries about the creative process, but I really started geeking out on like every band documentary I could find. And just as a fan, I wasn't thinking I was gonna be a musician. But then I had this this hankering to like write songs. And so I got a, a journal. I started writing some really cheesy lyrics. And, um, and I just thought, oh, maybe I'm gonna get a guitar. And then quite randomly, somebody, um, offered me a small amount of money um, for, for their own spiritual reasons. And, um, and I thought, okay, this is handy. I just moved, you know, you have expenses. So I paid those expenses, but I thought I want to do something that's going to change my life. And 
So I emailed a friend of mine who's a musician and I said, I'm going to buy a guitar. Can you just pick one out for me? And so she, she sent me a link and I clicked buy and it showed up. It was like the happiest day. I was so excited. And that was it. As soon as I got that instrument in my hand, I started playing and writing songs and it just made sense. I like that it's, it's really portable. It's super accessible. Um, I, I hope to go back to playing piano also. It's not, that's something I played as a, as a little kid. So I'm going to have to relearn that. But, um, you know, and it definitely is a different sound. Like a piano song is so different. You know, it's going to bring a whole different side out of me. But there's just something so immediate and accessible. And, um, and I just love the portability of it. It's just, it's kind of like every, like the every man's instrument in a way, guitar is. You know, people, like a lot of people out there have a guitar in their garage or extra room or in their living room. Like, you know, it's just something that connects people. And I like the... I like the feel of the guitar because it kind of makes you focus, I think, a little bit more on the lyrics because it's like that, that strumming along and you're like, okay, I think I can get that. I think I can feel that. That, I think, is a really good instrument for someone like you because your your sound is more folk. And so I think the guitar, like for... The country, like for country, I think the guitar is is classic, and for what you do is classic. Hmm. Thanks. And I also think, you know, you made me think when you when you said um, the feel of it. It's also a very physical instrument. You know, it's up against my body. It's nestled in my arms. And growing up, the, the instrument I was most proficient at was the cello. You know, as a kid, I played cello, but. I played in this youth orchestra program and I hated going to practice. And I had this mean teacher who used to threaten to hit me with a ruler like they did to him when he was a kid back in Russia. It was just a traumatic experience. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so I hated practicing. I, also had, a, I had a very critical um, family. And so I hated practicing because I didn't like making mistakes in front of people, which now, of course, as I'm playing out, I do constantly making mistakes in front of people. So that's healthy. But um, so the, the guitar is kind of like the cello in that way. It's like up against my body, you know, it's a big wooden thing. And, and so it, it, it mimics that, I think, in a way for me. That's great. And also, we had talked about the new economy around music. So explain that to us. Yeah, you know, today's a good day to talk about that because Taylor Swift just um, kicked Apple's butt. You know, she's become this powerful force. Apple has introduced a new streaming service. So there's a lot of controversy around the streaming music services because mm-hmm. they're, they're, you know, they allow people to have access to music, but um, most people don't pay for them. And so the artists aren't getting compensated in a way that makes making art sustainable. I mean, forget making a living, even just making the art isn't sustainable. Um, and I had an experience with this. I was I was traveling somewhere and I sat next to a really interesting person on the plane and I asked him about, and he, and he was, you know, um, in his early 20s and I asked him about paying for music and, I, and he goes, I have, I've never paid for music. And I said, well, how do you think the artists are making money? And he says, I ne- it, that never occurred to me. And... <laughs> And then there's this mythology like, well, you can make money with your concerts and tour and stuff. I'm like, if that's really hard to do, especially like if you can't start with the process of getting your money, your song out there and make a little money off that. So Taylor Swift today, she's done two really powerful things. One, she pulled her um, her latest album, I think, 1989, it's called, I think just that, off of Spotify because Spotify is, you know, free. And um, she's pulled her music off of all free services. So when Apple said it was going to start a new streaming service and offer it to its listeners for free for three months, and then it was revealed that the artists were not going to get paid for any of those three months of any music that was listened to, Taylor Swift said, well, I'm not going to put my music on there. And today Apple said, okay, we'll, we'll pay the artist. It's pretty amazing. So that's interesting. Yeah. That is really interesting. So for most artists, I guess you kind of think, all right, I'm going to get this song, I'm going to get it for free. And I think probably, like for myself, I'm thinking, well, these artists are making a lot of money. Shouldn't they be giving out some free stuff? 
shouldn't you be able to right. get stuff for free? But you're doing it's it's coming down to an art form itself. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the cool thing about what Taylor Swift wrote today was she said, I'm not doing this for me. She's like, I'm able to, through my tours, support myself and my staff and my team. She's like, I know I'm big, you know, but she's like, I'm doing this for, like, you know, I mean, she's she's not trying to be greedy. She's just saying, I'm doing this for like the, the person who's released their first single, you know, and wants to see some revenue or a songwriter who first finally got a cut of their music and needs to get out of debt, you know, and, and, uh, and we, I just, I'm glad, I'm really glad about this because we, we, we're going through this time in our economy in general, where we, we think everything is free, you know, like a great example is I, I wanted to get a metronome so I could click out my time as I was practicing and you know, I could buy a $30 wooden metronome and have this beautiful object, or I could get a free metronome app on my phone and use that and have it in my pocket everywhere I go. And so we have this really convenient, beautiful, free economy, which works if somehow everybody's needs are met without the use of money, but we don't live, we don't have that other aspect. Like we still need money to buy groceries. So until our groceries are also free, I can't offer what I put into the economy for free, you know? Ah, I like the way you say that. And I know maybe it was a couple weeks or a couple months ago, I was listening to, I don't know if it was a program on television or the radio, but someone that was a songwriter was saying, like, you always heard that you always made more money as the songwriter than the singer. And so this artist was saying that that's no longer true, that you're not getting paid as much for being a songwriter. Yeah, I, I think that is true. I mean, and there's some balance to that. Like, like the artist is now able to make money because the, the profit has been shifted to tour, touring and concerts and merchandise. Most people say that most you make your money is on t-shirts and I'm going who's buying band t-shirts but apparently people are <laughs> so <laughs> I don't I haven't had a band t-shirt since I was 17 but maybe that's the market like maybe it's that's that's the general pop market right it's young younger kids um but and so the songwriters used to make this big cut because their songs would be performed on the radio all over and over and over again you would make a cut from that and actually what was weird is then the performers weren't making money off those radio plays right so like for example one of my favorite vocalists Roger Daltrey of the of the who he's got a big campaign you know to try to balance that out because if you look at his band and they're all doing fine but if you look at his band like you know Pete Townsend's the songwriter but it's Roger who brings those songs to life and the performance and the, you know, like the, the performance of the, the bass player and the drummer who are incredibly talented geniuses and famous and famous and famous, you know, like, but they're not getting the same kind of credit as the writer does. And the performance is what sells the song on many levels. So it's, I believe there should be a really nice balance there. Um, but I think it's just the, the reason it's like that is because of this whole, like, you only make money off of merch and that goes to the performer. That's interesting. And I know, too, if it's something that I'm really interested in, like I have on a T-shirt now, I'm not going to say who it's by. <laughs> but it's, nice. like, it's like, you know, when you go to a concert and you, you walk out and they're, like, selling the T-shirts. I just like to have the T-shirts just to kind of walk around in, in the house. And so I, I can see that that's where a lot of revenue uh, is, is going. But I'm wondering, just because we have this, you know, you can have – free music and free this and that now, that would there ever be a shift to where you do get that balance? I hope so. I mean, I, I think that the, I don't know. I mean, the economy is just going through so many changes. I mean, journalism and, and the way that's working and the newspapers going out of business, we're seeing it like across a lot of industries. The good news about this in the music industry is, right, is that like now you can get a person like me who's just, new at this we're beginning this part of my music making and i could release a single tomorrow on itunes if i wanted to which i'm heading into the studio next week to record actually but um you know i don't have to have a record deal i don't have to be a superstar you know the record companies these days i heard somebody saying you know somebody sold um you know a million copies of a 
record in their company was like, oh, what a failure. You know, so that I don't have that kind of pressure. I get to make, I can be a, a smaller act and, and make my life um, around that without having to be a superstar. And that's a beautiful thing about this kind of direct-to-consumer economy. But I think we just have to have a more realistic, you know, view of, of how people make a living. We don't, I mean, it's it's really everywhere. Like, for example, Airbnb is such a cool idea. Like, you can stay in somebody's home and, and that's an economy, but there are giant buildings that are called hotels and real BNBs that are being harmed by this. So we just have to make it through this economic shift and and hopefully come out in, in a place that's good for everybody. Now, one of my favorite artists, he likes just being, he has a serious following, and I've loved him for over 20 years, and he just likes connecting with the audience. He's worked with some of the big giants, in the music industry, but that's not where he is. He just wants to share his music, share his story, and his voice is like an instrument. So he's been doing it for a long time. I'm sure he's making money. You know, I don't know for a fact, but I assume so because he's been doing it so long. But his goal is just to kind of keep it where it's kind of, you know, him and, you know, his friends, as he says. You know, they're not just Like, these are people that I'm connected with. Is that something that you see yourself doing or saying, okay, you know what, I want to go to a bigger market. I want to, you know, do the whole Taylor Swift kind of thing. You know what, I like the first model that you said. I mean, I feel like when I think about the musicians that have been the most important to me, I feel like I know them, you know, and, and and the coolest thing is I feel like they know me better than anybody, right? Even though I've never met them and I never will, you know? Um, and so I like that feeling of intimacy. Um, and, you know, these days you can actually have that with people. Like I really encourage people to join my email list. You know, I don't do social media because I find it so artificial but my email list, you know, I know who's there. I know who I'm writing to and I write real substance and I'm able to really connect with people and they write me back. And And I love that kind of relationship for sure. Um, and I think about, you know, when I've been able to have that with my heroes, not that I'm going to be anybody's <laughs> hero, but, you know, when I've had that with my heroes, it's been really, really special to me. Um, and, and, and I think, you know, the size... I don't feel like the size of an artist can be determined ahead of time. I mean, there's no way you can know what's going to happen unless you're one of those people that just feels destined to be enormous. And I don't, I don't know many of those people. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know them. And I think too, as, as long as you're connected to the music, you're connected to people that love your music because you can identify with what the artist is saying. You know, one of your songs, you can say, you know what, I've had that experience, or I know someone else has had that experience, and I love the way, you know, Licity has put it into a great song, one that can play over and over in my head from here to eternity. You know, it's like, oh, my favorite song. So I think music is such something that really binds us and ties us together because it's such an expression of, like, I get you and you get me kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and the coolest thing is, like, you know, there can be a part in a song that speaks to someone so quietly, you know, and I may never know that, you know, or a line that that means one thing to me but means 10 things to 10 different people, I think that's so magical, like that it can be so private and so public at the same time and so personal and so universal at the same time. Now, most of your music, is it just drawn off of your experience or the experience of people you know? Or it could have been something that you read about or saw, like you said, in a documentary. Where exactly does that come from? Um, I've always been a storyteller. That's kind of a, a strength and a curse. You know, like I, I, somebody said, you know, once like, 
Felicity has a story for everything, you know, <laughs> like anything, anything you point at in my home, I'm going to tell you the story of how it arrived in my home. I just associate stories. So, um, so they come, so my songs come from that habit, I would say. Um, but like today I'm working on a song. Um, I'm, I'm in the middle of writing a song and it's a thank you song. I just, and I, and I just wanted to, I wanted to write a thank you song. I thought it would be a really good way to end shows. And I wanted to be able to thank my, my listeners from the stage. And so um, that's kind of a little bit broader. It's not a specific thing, but the other, the other way I write is that I'm, I'm really visual. So sometimes I'll close my eyes and I'll just look around the scene I'm trying to portray and say like, what's there? What's, what happened? What's in that room? Um, and that's, those are kind of the best moments because then it becomes really specific images um, that are, that, that feel unique in a way. Um, and I always like songs like that. And I'm like, well, what was going on? <laughs> what, what was that about? You know, so, um, yeah. And I wanted to touch base on, okay, you have a campaign and the last thing I'm going to do, of course, is have, is have you sing and, and play your guitar. But you have this campaign on how you can become a patron. So walk us through that that process of how we can help support your music. All right. Thanks so much for asking that. So there's two ways right now that I'm um, reaching out to people to support um, my music and getting my music into their lives. The first is... Um, what you described, this thing called Patreon that I discovered online through a different musician, where you can sign up um, to pledge like a dollar per song or video that I post or $5. And you can set a monthly limit, like don't charge me more than $10 a month. And then, then I post specific things on that page um, that have inside scoop. Like, oh, here's an inside scoop on that song, or here's something you didn't know. So that it's it's content that's um, special to my patrons. And that is on my website, on licitycollins.com, and it's on, under tip jar. Um, and then the second thing, which is really exciting, is that I um, am headed into the studio starting next week to record some tracks. And I had set aside um, a few songs to do an EP. I had set aside seven songs to do an EP. And a couple of people were like, that's long. And this one person said, that's almost a full album. And I was like, well, I have more. And so he, he was like, well, why don't we just do a full album? So I'm not really sure if I'm going to do an EP or full album. Um, it absolutely depends on how much money I raise. And so I'm doing that on my website, it's on the front page. And the really, really super cool thing about that, and this is important for other artists to know, is that I'm using an organization called Fractured Atlas. So it's not Kickstarter or um, a for-profit organization. Fractured Atlas is a non-profit, artist-based and artist-run organization that helps artists raise money for their art. And all of the donations that people make are tax deductible. And that's just so nice, right? That's a good way to have people give, knowing that it's tax deductible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's I know. Like a nice in this new economy, you know, we're just asking people for money all the time. We're getting all these Kickstarter campaigns, Kickstarters, Kickstarters. Nobody's going, hey, Kickstarter's making a crap ton of money. You know, like how about supporting an organization that 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 seven percent that they take, Kickstarter takes that seven percent to, goes back into funding other artists. And also with Fractured Atlas, um, it's not an all or nothing campaign. So. You know, it, it'll take however long I need to raise this money. They're not going to cut me off in 30 days and send all the money back to people like Kickstarter will do if you don't meet your goal. And so it's a really, it's a really um, positive and supportive environment. So, so yeah, if anybody feels moved, I mean, I, you know, a dollar donate. The thing about small donations is like, it's like a hug. It's like, you can do it. You know, it's like cheering. So I don't, it doesn't matter how much the donation is. It's just exciting to know that people are out there are engaged. That's great. Okay, and I'm sorry again. Tell me, it's fractured. Atlas. Atlas. Okay. And even if you just go to my website, licitycollins.com, which is like Felicity, but just Licity. 
Felicity Collins. And no, that's no, Felicity is not my real name. My name is Felicity. Um, uh, somebody asked me that the other day. I was like, oh, yeah, right. Um, uh, oh, FelicityCollins.com. It says support the EP um, right on the front page. And it has information about Fractured Atlas on that page for artists. Okay. And let everyone know how they can reach you because you have, uh, you're on YouTube. And I love it that you don't do regular social media so that people are just really plugged in to you and what you're doing. And it's so much more uh, like a, a relationship instead of being all over the place and, you know, people just kind of picking and choosing what they want. So let everyone know how they can find you. Thank you. Um, yeah, so you can find me at licitycollins.com, L-I-C-I-T-Y, collins.com. And um, that's the best way to do it because that there there are videos. There's a whole video channel on my website with, with all the YouTube videos that you can find on YouTube anyway. And, um, and songs from SoundCloud are on there. And you can join my email list on there. And then you can also look me up on YouTube. I have some just like homespun videos of my singing songs, whether it's like at a little cafe or um, in my home or um, at, you know, an outside concert. Um, all of that will be upgraded, like as I get fancier and fancier, right? <laughs> so now you get to <laughs> now you get to see like, you know, the humble little me before I'm photoshopped and airbrushed. <laughs> well, it's it's great. You have a nice natural you kind you have like that, that folksy look about you. You're very creative, very a free spirit, just I'm connected to my music. I'm connected to people listening to my music. I'm just kind of free free as a bird. You have that kind of air about you when you look at you physically and you go, Yeah, okay, now she's someone that can really Right, and then you listen, and you go, okay, yeah, that's definitely someone that can really write. She's like totally natural and free, and you just hear that, like in the music, you just hear that. Thank you, that's so kind of you. That's great. I hear that in your voice. Oh, thank you, thank you. And so I'm like, you're going to be one of my sheroes, or you are a shero, so you can you can bet that that's going to keep happening. Well, thank you. So sing us a song or two, uh, many, you know, whatever you want. Tell us about the song. Sing the song. Strum your guitar. It's all, it's all on you. Oh wow. Okay, I'll give you a little mini concert. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I was gonna start with something kind of quiet. Um, also just because to uh, see how it came across on the, on the line here. So. <clears throat> Can you hear that okay? Yes, I can hear that fine. Okay, great. So this is a song called Turn, and um, it's actually the featured video on my website right now. I was singing this at a, a college in Wisconsin, and um, I wrote it. Um, you know, sometimes we have those days, gosh, I think so many of us have these days where we get some piece of information. Maybe it's a, a, a health thing or a, a a relationship thing or a home thing and and we have to wait and figure out what's going to happen next and there's nothing we can do but wait for the results wait for the next shoe to drop wait for the and in that moment it's like gosh which way do I want it to go you know and so I had one of those moments and um I I was just waiting, you know, I had to just wait to figure out what was going to happen to me next. And I went to the, I went roller skating <laughs> and, uh, and I just let all the emotions kind of go up and down and up and down. And when I got home, I sat down with my guitar and this song just showed up and it's been a great comfort to me um, as I've gone through that process. And, and I'm now on the other end of it. And now it becomes something that comforts me with, with in every and every other process I go through. So anyway, this song is called Turn. They say you don't know what choice you will make till the day you're staring your life. 
in the face. Then you'll know what sort of caliber you shoot and which direction and what targets you'll choose. This day, it seemed like my turn had come around. And I might lose the little of me I had just only found. And I cursed the one old legacy they believed. And the girls, they all had mistaken for me. And the clouds might turn and the river might rise and the dance might break right before our rise. I don't know what makes blood turn to rise. I don't know which of my instincts to trust. Some secrets you just don't give away. When all the confusion might strike a new pose by the end of the day. And the clouds. My turn and the river might rise and the dance might break right before I rise. So do I pray. Do I pray for rain? Do I pray for rain? Do I pray for I love that, and I relate to, okay, yeah, which way should I turn today? <laughs> today and tomorrow and for the rest of my life, how do I get it working? So, yes, I bet you do. Yeah, I love that. Okay, and you're going to sing something else for us? Yeah, this song is called Love Me Like That, a little bit more upbeat, and um, it's going to be, I think, the first um, track that I released off the um the EP slash album. What I'm thinking about doing is, you know, if I'm if I need to raise more money, is saying, hey, you, look, you guys, here's a sample, and so this will be the this will be the song. So this was written because um, I went to an open mic and I, <laughs> I went to an open mic and I was singing a breakup song, and I said I don't really have any love songs, and um, this poet after me read this beautiful love poem it was the most amazing thing I've ever heard in my life, and um, it was just ridiculous, and he, and he dedicated it to me, and we had never met. He just pointed at me. He's like, I'm dedicating it to you, you know, and because um, you don't have any love songs, and um, so that was like a Thursday night, and I went home, and Saturday morning, like, this song was just knocking on my head and said, hey, let's sit down, and, and, and let's get it out today, and so I just sat down and, and, um, and listened to the song and wrote down what it was saying, and, and this is what showed up. 
So this is Love Me Like That. Amazing. Last night I heard a beautiful poem about love, a cowboy to his woman, the one he called his home, and every breath she took seemed to bring his soul to life, and everything he did, he did for his wife. And the poet who read it, he said it out to me, saying someday some cowboy might make me feel as free. But if someone would love me like that, I'd tear down my walls and I'd turn in my hats, I'd surrender the war and learn to relax. I'd stop scheming of smashing things up with the back. I'd be who I am and be done with the act if someone would love me like that, like that, like that. Love me like that, like that, like that. Love me like that. People say love is gentle and kind, but that's not the type I'm so anxious to find. The love that I've known did not start out true. The fraudulence twisted my heart through and through. I want a lover courageous and real who'll pick up my map and steady the wheel and get drunk on devotion, not on the drink. Who trusts what I feel and knows how I think. The love that I give is brighter than the sun, and my heart is steady beating, just waiting for the one who say I am the one who loves you like that. So tear down your walls and turn in your hats and surrender the war and learn to relax. Stop scheming of smashing things up at the bat. You can be who you are and be done with the act Cause I am the one who loves you Like that, like that, like that I will love you like that, like that, like that I will love you like that Many people can relate to that that feeling of like 
my gosh, we, we look at these amazing characters and poems or on TV and we're like, gosh, if it was just that person would love me, everything would be easier. <laughs> That's like my thing. I'm like, God, if that commercial was just like real life, I'd be really happy. <laughs> right? Exactly. I know. So, um, so that was part of the kind of feeling of that song. So it's kind of like, like admitting to that, you know, like the, there's a kind of romanticism in the song, like, oh, I'm really longing for the perfect love. And then there's this kind of admittance, like, I'm, you know, I'm still waiting for the soldier on the white horse to come in, or the, what is it, a knight or something? It doesn't even exist anymore, you know, that we're all waiting for. <laughs> yeah, that was a knight in armor or something. I don't know. Right. Storybook ending kind of thing. Now, did I... Yeah hear a little bit of reggae in that or is that something I'm just putting into it myself I love that you know it that song is kind of interesting because um it can have any kind of feel to it like I played that once and this kind of surfer jazz guitarist backed me and he gave this kind of like this kind of bluesy surfer feel like you're hearing a reggae beat I put a bass line on it for the um, for the EP, and and somebody said that sounds like a spaghetti western. I said that's perfect. The first line is about a cowboy, so it's a really flexible song in that way. So whatever you hear is perfect. Oh, that's great. Okay, I'm going to ask you to do one more before we close it out. The other question I have for though you are you doing poetry, or are you just putting the poetry in your music? Are you reading uh, poetry? No, I'm I'm not really a poet. You know, I mean, I I I think I could probably go to a poetry reading and read the lyrics to one of my songs and like fake it, but like I I'm just not doing right. But um no, I I I I um it just fits with music music better. So yeah, that's my thing. Okay. All right, you want to hear one more? So this song um um this song is called Night. And it is about um, that feeling, that that sense that sometimes we're not so good um, when we're alone. It's hard to be alone. Um, and so that, that, that we can comfort ourselves in lots of ways. So this is, this is called Night. The light went down on the page And I stepped off from the down the empty hall, and I am small, small. I got off the plane with my carry on, and I walked past the gate. Knowing no one had come And the shuttle Buried me once again To my lonely parked car Drive west trading sunlight for headlights Spotlights for shame Night is the time when we turn on the lights, when the sun is around, everything seems so bright. But when the sky turns to black, the glare fades away. Night is the time when we turn on the lights. The cracked mirror of strangers we call by first name, they're like favorite ladies. Such a fun game. The distortion, there a spectrum of light we shine to keep ourselves sane. But in the dark come the specters and shadows that whisper our crying. Night is the time when we turn on the when the sun is around, everything seems so bright. But when the sky turns black, the glare fades away. Night is the time when we turn on 
to be here. Of course, I had to have you. And let our audience know uh, one more time about how they can reach you. Um, you can find me at licitycollins.com, L-I-C-I-T-Y, collins.com. And that's the best way to find me. And um, please join my email list so I can stay connected with you. I promise I don't inundate people. I'm, I'm just quality emails, quality over quantity. And I want to thank you again for having me. This is my very first interview, and um, it's now part of history, huh? Yay, it is. So we were talking before the break. For everyone, uh, TalkShoe is archived. So in about 15 to 30 minutes, it will be live. So please share it with your network, family, friends. Uh, We want to support Licity College as much as we can. We want to do good for music that is good, for a person that is good, if I got that out correctly. (laughs) I think think I did. I think I did. Like Big kudos at the Stroke Diva Fabulous show. And so I want to thank everyone for tuning in. I am your host, Kamari P. Richmond, and stay tuned for another episode of the Stroke Diva Fabulous show next Monday at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thanks, everyone. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.